Coming up today on the show, it is time for the latest Disney news and rumors. That's coming up next on Traveling with the Mouse. Welcome everybody to episode 209 of Traveling with the Mouse for May the 2nd. May the 2nd be with you? Yeah, not quite. But I am Adam, and I am joined by John. Hey, how's it going? It is time for the news, as always, and what has happened the last, I don't know, every week is a news, a big news story breaks on the day we release our uh, news episode, so we don't get the full jump on the story, so we're like a week behind on the big story last week was the discounts. They actually released discounts for... The first time in a long time, actually. Forever? <laughs> Seems like it. For the first time in forever. Yeah. So, three separate discounts for the summer were just all of a sudden released into the atmosphere. And as soon as <laughs> I... <laughs> what is it? Contributing to global warming? I mean... Well... I mean, it is when people are rushing to their phones and computers and, you know, backup nuclear plants had to kick on because Disney released a discount. Okay, so, you're stretching now. That's true. And we're now, not even in the stretching room. <laughs> oh, but, but honestly, when I, when I saw that happen Thursday morning, I immediately call, started calling. I called the f- Disney and I was getting yeah, on were like on top of it. <laughs> I was like immediately called and was on the phone for a while because, you know, even the website, which was interesting, trying to modify our July trip online, it would give you a countdown. It was like a two minute timer that showed up when I tried to modify it. So I was like, forget this, I'm going to call. So I was on the phone probably close to an hour. Not on hold, but the total time it took to, it was like maybe 15 minutes of waiting and then it took literally like an hour to get it straightened out and I had to rebook one of the rooms. Anyway, so long story short, I got the discount for July, so jump on it. If you haven't already, it's been a week, so I'm sure that it's shrunk down quite a bit since it was released, but... You can probably still find some availability under these discounts, so let's go through them really quickly. There is a 25% discount on most nights between May 28th and August 28th. Anything after that is obviously not included because that's when Galaxy's Edge opens. So if you're thinking, oh, I'm going to arrive on the 28th and get the discount for the 29th, that's not... That's not going to happen, obviously. But apparently, if you want to, you know, like, book on the 28th and show up the night of the 28th i guess it sounds like you can right <laughs> yeah well that's yeah i guess you could i mean <laughs> you could <laughs> actually no i think there's a minimum let's see is okay. there a minimum let's see i think there's I mean, the a way you read it it sounded that way but <laughs> yeah surely there's got to be some sort of further restriction on that in addition to this discount if you're arriving between may 28th and june 30th you will receive a Disney gift card at check-in. And depending on the category of resort you're staying at, you will get a different value amount on your gift card. 
So if you're staying in a deluxe villa resort, you will get a $25 gift card per night, it says. Per room per night. And a deluxe resort gets a $20 per room per night gift card. A moderate resort gets $15 per room per night and a value $10 per room per night. So that's interesting. I see. Um, so per night, if you're staying seven nights, you know, at a deluxe, you get like, it's like almost 200 bucks. It's like I'm spending more money, so I get more discount. Right. I guess. Yeah, I mean, you would think, I mean, it would be nice if the value resorts, maybe if it was like a flat across the board thing, but it's almost, you know what I realized though, this is basically the parking fee <laughs> that is waived <laughs> now that I'm looking at the price, it's almost Good the point. amount of the parking, so easy come, easy go, basically. Thanks for the free parking. <laughs> exactly. It's like the only thing we need now is a get out of jail free card. Get out of free jail card? Yes. Get out of free jail. <laughs> that was an outtake from some I think, show. I think jail is always free, but... Uh. Let's see. Uh, cannot be combined with any other discount or promotion, of course. Uh, advanced reservations are required. Of course, there are exclusions, such as three-bedroom villas, Copper Creek, and, uh, bungalows at Polynesian, campsites at Fort Wilderness are also uh, not included in this, so... Makes the sense. usual suspects. Exactly. Yeah. Interest, interestingly enough, I don't see restrictions on the Little Mermaid's rooms. They're usually included. Yeah, that is interesting. I think it's because... I mean, why did Disney wait so long? Is it like they're just like waiting to see, okay, no one's booking for the summer. Let's put out a discount now. <laughs> they, I'm going to say, wait a minute. So they didn't say it excludes the Little Mermaid rooms because they're not available anyway. So <laughs> Actually, say? no, they were available last time I looked. They were available? I bet they're oh, not anymore, okay. though. But I, when we looked for that episode we did on resorts, uh, Little Mermaid rooms were available at Art of Animation, and that was July, you know, looking that last week of July. So I bet it's not available now, but that's interesting that, that they waited so long to do that i do see down here at the bottom for anybody thinking that they could take advantage of this offer and get the gift card and then cancel um no you can't because yeah. you have to complete check-in yeah it's at check otherwise you don't get it and it's only is <laughs> once per day and it's like email to you so you yeah. have to if you want to continually get them obviously you have to wait till the next day and it's emailed to you probably i don't know if it's at the beginning of the day or end of the day or middle of the day but Interestingly anyway. enough, you're getting all these gift cards, but you don't have to use them while you're there. It doesn't look like because it says it's usable anyway, to buy yeah. goods. And then the stuff it includes is Disneyland Resort and Disney Cruise Line. So yeah. So if you're doing a land and sea, you could stock up on gift cards and use them on the cruise ship. Yeah, at twenty five, even at twenty five dollars <laughs> a day. I mean, to make yeah. a difference on anything on the cruise line, you have to be staying for like twenty five days. <laughs> or well, something. okay. <laughs> Well, to make a difference at Disney World, I mean, what is $25 going to get you? <laughs> it, it actually could make a difference for sure. Quick service it depends lunch. on what you're doing. I mean, if you're already yeah. spending, you know, four or $500 a night for a room, you know, 25 bucks back is, you know, not that much. But just let's go with the value example. I mean, if you're staying the, let's just say five nights is about a, you know, I guess a, a good $50. vacation out there. Um that's 50 bucks that you could use on food if you wanted to yeah. or something like that. Yeah. 
they could that that's at least a meal for a family of four at at uh, a quick service location maybe maybe two meals if you stretch it right I wonder if you can like uh, as soon as you check in can you say all right it's like okay all my gift cards can I just apply them to my parking fee at the end when it's all said <laughs> right yeah all right well continuing on the discount train Free dining is back at Walt Disney World for summer 2019. Walt Disney World guests booking vacations between May the 28th and August the 21st hmm. are eligible for the offer when purchasing a vacation package that includes a room for four nights at a select Disney moderate or value resort hotel hmm. and a five-day theme park ticket. Uh-huh. So in order to get your food for free, you have to basically be there in the parks or... If not, you're wasting your money for five days, and you have to stay four nights at either a moderate or a value. With this offer, each member of your party, ages three and up, can enjoy one quick service meal per night of your stay. Choose from breakfast, lunch, or dinner at a wide variety of quick service dining locations throughout Walt Disney World Resort. Do note that this does not include a refillable mug yeah. in this case. So, Of course. Each quick service meal includes one entree, one non-alcoholic beverage or one alcoholic beverage for guests 21 and older. So I guess you can get it hmm. from the looks of that. That's some, you can get your money's worth out of that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, cannot be combined with any other discount or promotion. It excludes Port Orleans, French Quarter, All-Star Movies, and the Little Mermaid Standard Rooms. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah. It was like the most popular ones and the ones that are going to, they're going to fill regardless. You can't right. stay there. Exactly. Uh, children's sense. ages, yeah. Children ages three to nine must choose from the children's menu if available. Most beer, wine, and cocktails included. Some exceptions apply, of course. Must present valid ID to be served alcohol, alcoholic beverages. It's sad that you have to include that in the promotion, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> May only be redeemed with the quick service meal. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I guess you can't go to a sit down. I guess they had to specify that too. Yeah, I suppose. It's kind of yeah. like a, yeah. It's kind of like a here's your sign wording. Right. Gratuities are not included. Since when do you gr- use gratuity on a quick service? Maybe there is. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Of. I'm trying to think of that too. I mean, I've never. I mean, there might be. I mean, there's options on credit card receipts, no matter where you eat. But it's not. Is it? You know, typical. Yeah, okay. I was trying to to leave a tip for a quick service, but yeah. Maybe it's happened. Maybe. Hmm. Well, I mean, free so. dining is is sort of back. I mean, they took it away and now they're giving it back to some extent. <laughs> so, I guess we should yeah, be happy well, with this. Yeah, I don't know since you can't discount the actual rooms, um to call it free dining, it's still yeah. it might be slightly less than prepaid meals. <laughs> I don't know. Depends it's, on what you would get on your discount for the package. Yeah. But it's know, not instead. the dining plan. It's a one quick service meal per night of your stay, right? For each member. Right, it's not even member. Yeah, it's not even the true quick service plan. Yeah. It's just one meal it. included per day. Which is right. strange. Cuz you know, you're going to have to eat more than one meal most likely. Yeah, I would think. So, it's not a dining plan just to be clear on that. So I think this I is know. the death of free dining because they're maybe. after Galaxy's Edge. I don't think they're going to do free dining anymore. Or maybe if they do, it'll be, you know, like well, this kind of thing. Consider again. this. 
consider this, even though people love that free dining and they they jump all over it, I mean Disney on a regular basis is having people pay for the dining because they just like the convenience. So why yeah. do they need to offer it truthfully when they got people buying it? Yeah, exactly. They don't really have to now. I would much rather have a hotel discount than a dining. And I think they're just trying to phase it out is what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, in general, I agree with you. I mean, I always had in the past. I mean, the free dining never truly appealed to me, especially because I knew that in general I didn't or wouldn't take it full advantage of it in most cases. Yeah. It's just so much food to really take advantage of it even. So yeah. I will say this on this, this free dining quick service thing that they're offering – you're going to get probably more for your money if you choose a moderate. And I say that because the moderate prices are still in a decent range. Yeah. And you're going to get a little bit better resort. Yep. So, especially if, say, you stay at something like Coronado during this time. I mean, it's yeah. the Grandestino Tower is going to be open for a portion of it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for so. from July 9th on, I think, is when it opens. And that's where we're yeah. going to be. Yeah, and it doesn't um, limit those room type, that room, so. Yeah, and French Quarter's the only moderate that's uh, excluded, so. I would say by the time summer gets here, both Caribbean Beach and Coronado Springs would be good options because most of their construction, if not all, will be done. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm, I will definitely do a report on Coronado once, once I get back yeah. because hopefully it's going to be a great experience. And construction so, yeah. free. I would, I would, if I were going to go on this deal, I would choose whichever one of those had availability, either Caribbean Beach or Coronado Springs, personally. Yeah. If, I were, if I were going to choose it. Right. Here's the interesting thing, too. In addition to the free dining and the other discount, there's a pass holder discount now of up to 35% on rooms from July 1st through August 28th and it says pass holder card must be presented at check-in and it says minimum length of stay is one night maximum is 14 of course the number of rooms is limited of course it excludes the same ones that we were talking about earlier Polynesian bungalows Copper Creek and any three-bedroom villa but looking at the list of resorts that are included it's a lot of them Let's see, just to go through it, Wilderness Lodge, all the villas there, Fort Wilderness is there, all the All-Stars, Animal Kingdom Lodge, all the the different villages there, or villas there, uh, Art of Animation, Beach Club Boardwalk, let's see, Caribbean Beach, Coronado Springs, Contemporary, Grand Floridian, Old Key West, Polynesian, and the villas, Pop Century, Port Orleans, French Quarter and Riverside is included in that one, Saratoga... Wilderness Lodge and Yacht Club are all included. So I had the Sun and Fun that I, I think you have that one too, right? Wasn't that the one that was like originally from like May to like September 30th, I think? Yes. So I had I had that one on one of the rooms that I have booked. And friends of ours have another room that I booked for them and couldn't get a discount because it was right after all that was pulled but now i've able i was able to get the pass holder discount on both of those rooms and i actually even saved money on top of the the uh, sun and fun that i had 
by like I think ten or fifteen dollars a night. So ended up saving close to a hundred bucks over the course of the trip for the one room and then the other room because of it was undiscounted. It was about $500 less after applying the discount. So that is was very helpful. I was very happy that this discount came out. So, Oh, yeah. All right. I Especially because we weren't expecting it so soon, I guess. Exactly, yeah. I mean, we talked about it. Like We feel like there was going to be one. And, like last minute, yeah. And they finally did, so thank goodness. Yeah, kind of last minute. I mean, it's not as last minute as I was thinking it would be but yeah. you know there might still be stuff like that in the future yeah so all right so we've spent a while on that so let's move on to something else so uh we have more details about mickey and minnie's runaway railway they were announced at the hollywood studios 30th anniversary event mm-hmm. um they showed uh the marquee which is looks like it's going to be out in front of the chinese theater like the artwork yeah. Right out front. I like this because it's very, it's almost like a tip of the hat to the Pluto one that's on Hollywood. Uh, you say it because their hands are going to be moving? Yeah, it looks like, yeah, it looks like Mickey and Minnie are waving, right? Because it's like a neon sign and the Pluto yeah, there's a, tail wagging. There's a Pluto that's, yeah, there's a Pluto that's been there forever. Yeah, since day one, basically. Uh, yep. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. I like, I like that touch because it's, yeah, it's kind of a tip of the hat to that, I think. Yeah. The uh, attraction will feature a brand new story. Of course, it's inspired on one of the the newer shorts. Uh, particularly, it's one called A Flower for Minnie. So if you want to see if you can figure out what's going to be used out of it, you can go watch that short. But it'll yeah. be A Flower for Minnie, the Mickey Mouse cartoon Disney shorts. Yeah. Pre-show has a all-new short called Perfect Picnic in it. So we can only imagine that's going to be shown on the, like the movie, almost the right. same screen probably that I was, bet. yeah. The, the trailers. Before, yeah. Um, yeah. Great movie, right? You know, it looked like they totally gutted the inside from some of the photos, but they had to have probably kept some of it intact from the, from the looks of that. They're, but they, they probably did still have to totally retheme that room, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, I feel like the layout of the... Right, it's going to be similar to Great Movie Ride, I'm hoping, anyway. The load and unload area, maybe, be, be right. the same. It says there are pictures of the locomotive ride vehicle. We'll post some links to that on the on the site. Yep. The same whistle used for Steamboat Willie in 1928 will also be the sound of Goofy's train. So that's kind of cool. I like that. Another tip of the hat. I like that. Yeah, so that's that, at least they're referencing the beginnings. Yeah. Of Mickey. Yeah. We're hoping. We know that the attraction's been uh, delayed. Right. Until 2020, so maybe it won't be too far into 2020. <laughs> right. Maybe it will be like beginning of the year 2020. Yeah, maybe like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train was like in April 2014, so maybe this will be like a April, May before Memorial Day next year. Yeah, let's, yeah. By spring is the idea. Yeah, I'd like that. So maybe the spring break. I think. Yeah, maybe the spring. Maybe, maybe around this time, as mm-hmm. we just said, you know, when it's we've seen what appears to be somewhat slower. Yeah. Uh, days. 
Yeah. Slower than Late anticipated. Yeah, yeah, it'd be a good time to get some more crowds in for that. Disappointed that it's not going to open this year because that was that was one of the ones that I thought for sure that it was going to be open by the time we were supposed to be going. Yeah, but, I was looking um, forward to this one a lot actually. Yeah, so you know we have to wait a little longer for it. So be it. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be good enough to at least ease the pain that is left by the great movie ride being gone. So hopefully. All right. So for the uh, upcoming. Villains After Hours event at Magic Kingdom, which will be running select nights between June the 6th and August the 8th, and of course shortly followed by the actual Halloween party. But anyway, uh, there's going to be some wicked awesome snacks. See what I did there? There's one called the Dragon's Breath Float, which will be available at Storybook Treats in Fantasyland. So the, it'll be a lemon soft serve and Sprite topped with green cherry and cherry flavored syrup. So it looks funky. It has this cool little uh, sugar, hardened sugar thing on top, which makes it look funky. A lemon soft serve. Yeah. Looks like it's like, I don't know, stuff floating in it because of the lemon soft serve, didn't it? <laughs> it does kind of, yeah, I'm like, uh, I wouldn't order that one probably. There's another one called Intergalactic Noodles that's going to be available at the Cool Ship in Tomorrowland. So it's a stand, isn't it? It's chilled noodle salad with snap peas, red onion, and sweet garlic chili sauce. Sounds wicked to me. Yeah, it looks bizarre. I don't know that I would like it. It sounds like it'd be wicked on the the way out. (laughs) It should. My poop is purple. (laughs) I could... Anyway, so let's see. Oh, Yzma's Llama Potion. That's kind of cool. From Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. That looks interesting. Yeah, it's got a f- interesting look. Dry ice infused vessel filled with strawberry Fanta. So it's just strawberry Fanta with dry ice. Okay, never mind. It's, well, I mean, like I said, it looks cool. That's right. what I'm It'll give that smoke effect or steam effect with the dry ice in it. The only thing it will save it is if you actually turn into a llama afterwards. Right, right, based on... Because <laughs> it's Yzma's potion. All right, well, Cruella DeVille's Treat, or it's just called DeVille's Treat, but that's going to be at Casey's Corner on Main Street. It's a brownie topped with black and white icing, just like her hair, <laughs> yeah. I guess. <laughs> so, well, But so of course, you know, goes with Cruella a black DeVille, hog. why a brownie? I don't know. I don't know either. It's just... This just spells like, just from the looking at this, I mean, I think I could easily get sick eating this Yeah. because of the amount of sugar. <laughs> yeah, it's just a ton of frosting that kind of looks like her hair on top of a brownie. You can't even see the brownie. There's so yeah. much frosting on it. Yeah. So. I, that's so, so far, the only thing I would really opt for, believe it or not, is the strawberry Fanta just because it looks cool. Yeah. It'd be <laughs> cool to walk around with that, just having it like smoking... As you're just walking around, that'd be kind of cool. All right, so moving down, we have the Headless Horseman Browki, which is a at the Liberty Square popcorn cart. And it's going to be a half chocolate chip cookie, half brownie, topped with chocolate piece featuring the Headless Horseman. So it's basically white chocolate, looks like, with an uh, imprint of the Headless Horseman on it. It's kind of cool, but... It's but this, this looks good, so this looks like the most appealing, like, 
food. Yeah, so far. like chocolate chip Chocolates. cookie mixed in brown with a brownie. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. So, so I, I got a question. As far mm-hmm. as that hybrid name there, do you pronounce it Browkey or Brookie? You know, it's the mm, cookie brownie, brookie, cookie, yeah, Browkey, Brookie, Wookie. I don't know. <laughs> it looks kind of <laughs> like a Wookie. Brookie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a good yeah. question. All right, moving down, there's also going to be a Headless Horseman Novelty Straw, which looks neat. It's basically a straw holder that has a straw going through it. I thought right. they were getting rid of plastic straws, though. Hmm. I I was just thinking <laughs> that. <laughs> Interesting, Disney. except for Except for in specialty cases. Right. There's only a Apparently. limited number of these, so yeah. it's only going to cause limited yes. damage to the planet. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So you won't throw this away, though, because it's a novelty straw. That's pretty cool looking, though. I think I, I would probably do that. I would probably do that one as well. I mean, it looks cool. I just don't... What what would I do with it? But anyway. Um, this next one I would definitely get. Yeah, this looks amazing. So it's the head... Oh, hate. Sorry, headless. I'm sorry to say headless nachos. The, <laughs> <laughs> the Hades nachos... From Tortuga Tavern in Adventureland, you can. It's a black bean nacho chip with fiery buffalo chicken and nacho cheese. That's right up my alley. Yeah. I love buffalo chicken. Yeah, it's like spicy and then a little savory and cheesy. I, you gotta love it. If they have like a little bit of blue cheese for me to add to it, that'd be the perfect mixture in my opinion. But does it look like Hades' flaming head though? I don't think so. I don't know. I think that's what they're kind of, I don't know. Sort of going for Just right. the fact that it sets you on fire. <laughs> right. Because it makes it Hades nachos. I thought he had blue blue fire, though. But anyway. The next one's kind of cool, too, just because if you've seen the movie. Oh, Hades Temptation yeah. drink. Uh, let's see. A purple frozen mocktail Cosmo with lemonade, violet monin syrup, and a gummy worm. That's kind of cool. Because if I'm not mistaken, I missed, I was I've watched it not too long ago. I think there's a drink he drinks where he actually there's like a worm. Oh really? So it's been a while since right. I've seen Hercules. Yeah, if I remember right, that's that's the case. Okay. So I get I kind of get the reference if I'm if I'm if my memory's correct. That is. Yeah, it looks like though. I mean, you're going to be paying like five bucks for a thimble worth of slushy and a gummy worm, but right on. <laughs> Probably it probably will be five bucks. All right, Doctor Facilier's tarot card tart at Sleepy Hollow at Liberty Square. A chocolate-filled tart with dark chocolate ganache and topped with peanut butter mousse and white chocolate tarot card. Is this up your alley too? Yes, it is. Especially because it has dark chocolate and peanut butter. <laughs> right. Although it's this is going to be like twelve ninety-nine because of how fancy it looks. I don't know if it'll be that expensive. That's probably I don't not know if they get cheap. that much for it, but we'll see. It'll be cheap. All right, continuing. There's uh, at Sleepy Hollow. There's called uh, Drink from the Other Side, a non-alcoholic hurricane-like drink, themed after one of the more popular drinks in New Orleans. Hmm. That's kind of an odd choice, but all right. Yeah, it is weird. There's the not so poison apple cupcake. That this looks pretty cool at Main Street Bakery. It's a spiced apple cupcake with pecan crunch and buttercream frosting. That sounds awesome. I would actually. eat that one. Yeah. yeah, that sounds really I good. I just got to thinking about that. Instead of a drink from the other side, I'm like, I, of course, oh, yeah. the a reference to Dr. Facilier again. Right. I was thinking. On the other side. I was like, it didn't hit me at first. <laughs> yeah. 
I love how they're having to use the Liberty Square uh, because there's no New Orleans Square. So, yeah, they're they're one and the same. That's apples to apples there. <laughs> Liberty Square yeah. and New Orleans. Right. Beginning of the country, New Orleans. Yeah. Right. Sure. Anyway, the Maleficent Cone is going to be at Storybook Treats in Fantasyland. It's a lime soft serve ice cream topped with chocolate horns and purple sprinkles served in a black waffle cone. Hmm. It looks cool until two seconds after you they hand it to you, the little chocolate things are going to fall off the horns. Possibly. Before you can get your Instagram photo. <laughs> Gotta be quick. <laughs> because it's going to be like 90 degrees even at 9 p.m. Uh, Probably, yeah. So it'll melt before you even get it in your photo. But you gotta be quick. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so that that's, uh, honestly is pretty cool. I do like some of these treats. I think that's a nice touch that they're doing. Of course, they're not included. You have to pay the 139 plus tax or same day 144 and if you're a DVC or annual pass holder, you can pay 109 but you still have to pay these for these treats in addition to your entry price. So I foresee this being more appealing, actually, to annual pass holders and DVC members because they've already paid for most everything else. Mm-hmm. It's not going to seem like as much to them. Yeah, and the 109 price tag is is not as bad as, you know, it's like paying for a Halloween party or something, so... It's almost like, and I hate to say that they would do this, but it's almost like they're saying this is a DVC annual pass holder event without officially calling it one. Yeah. <laughs> so you you think because they're pricing this so high for everybody else that they're trying to price out regular guests? I'm not saying they're trying to price it out, but anybody that pays for it will get, you know... Get more probably their money's worth because it won't be that many people that they're selling the tickets to but i think it sounds like with a discount like that their target audience is annual pass holder and dvc yeah. in well, my opinion yeah i mean the fact that they're giving a discount at all to anybody is makes sense that they're that's kind of who they're targeting precisely okay moving on though so this one's interesting this is a rumor so yeah. we'll explore this Black Box, which is interchangeable dark ride in development for Disney's Hollywood Studios. Mm-hmm. Those of you who know, we are in a time period, in an age now, where there's a lot of screens being used in attractions. Uh, yep. Just to give you an example of screen base, Disney doesn't really do a ton of them, but it sounds like Mickey and Minnie's Runaway, Runaway Railway will focus on them a pretty good bit. There's like a combination of the two, really. Mm-hmm. Ratatouille but is a lot of screens. I would, yeah, I would say screen based. Think, well, flights of passage, mm-hmm. for instance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's heavy projection. You know, uh, not a whole lot of like change of scenery type projection. But if you want to to think outside of what Disney Universal uh, has quite a few screen based in recent years. Oh, in yeah. fact, to the point where some people have said too many screens. Yeah. They may have heard that because their their next newest attraction is going to be a coaster. So right. maybe they decided to get away from the screens a little bit. Yeah. One of the things that are is advantageous about that is what we're talking about here. Because if you build something that uses projection technology, 
pretty heavy, that rely heavily on it, that you can change the theme of it in just weeks, if not days. Of course, what they are talking about here is a ride that would be trackless, uh, so free-roaming vehicles that can easily be reprogrammed, which a lot of places are catching on to that free-roaming vehicle, trackless vehicle as well. I've noticed that SeaWorld, they redid their Penguin ride attraction thing to a trackless vehicle. Yeah. So that's different knowing that someone outside of Disney was actually the first in Orlando to have one, it seems like, because Disney's... They've had this technology abroad. They just haven't brought it to Orlando. Mm -hmm. And they were, I guess, late to the party. But it's not going to matter because Ratatouille is going to, you know, dwarf the penguin attraction. But anyway. In some cases, you know, if it's very screen heavy and projector heavy, and because how easily the free roaming trackless vehicles can be reprogrammed, they might even be to the point where they could change something overnight, you know, like maybe make the ride different every day Mm -hmm. uh, in some cases if they had enough stuff in place. Yeah. So it's the idea is that it could be changed from one intellectual property to a more current IP in little to no time, which would be right up Disney's current alley. So the black box term comes from the appearance of the attraction when everything is turned off. It's essentially a giant warehouse with projection and screen surfaces, you know, a blank canvas. Yeah. No physical props, really, if any, but very little. If it is any, there's some that they can change quickly. Mm -hmm. It's not clear if Disney's Hollywood Studios is where it would be going, but it would be the next phase in the park's ongoing overhaul following the opening of Star Wars uh, Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Interesting to say the least. I mean, I could definitely see them doing more screen-based, or at least a screen-based attraction that could be changed out easily. Yeah, that would that would be advantageous to them. They they've shown that they can change the way an old attraction functions, uh, you know, and actually give it a bit of a facelift or an improvement. They've shown that by, mm-hmm. say, Star Tours, for instance. Mm-hmm. Right. It, has, it is. It does have other elements to it, but it's mainly screen-based, right? Yeah. So they actually have it now to where you can have a different experience. You What is it? You have like a one in six or seven shot of having a different experience, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. Keeps it somewhat fresh. Mm -hmm. In this case, they could change something, an entire attraction going through the attraction relatively quickly. Mm -hmm. So... I could definitely see them doing something like this, and uh, it's very vague at the moment. But uh, I, I don't really think this is like a question of if; it's a question of when will yeah. they have uh, this in place. Yeah, and I, it's rumored that the Guardians of the Galaxy coaster at Epcot is going to use screens in addition to the roller coaster ride vehicle being able to move and turn in a programmed way that they could easily change that ride every season or every year or every few months or whatever they wanted to do to a different experience to where you know you come back the following year and you have a different experience on the ride you see different projections the ride moves in different ways and you have a completely different ride experience on that coaster so i think it's an interesting idea to take not necessarily all existing attractions, 
and change them this way. But the the rumor I think was you know taking a, a giant warehouse building and making it into a ride that can be adapted to anything. And that's kind of what they're doing with the Lightning McQueen Racing Academy. That 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 ride's not gonna or show is not gonna be there forever. It's it's gonna be changed out with something else. Well, see, I think they could be laying the groundwork also for the day when Universal taps out when it comes to Marvel and uh, yeah. completely, right? Um, and they're allowed to use Marvel properties more heavily in, in their park and yeah, Orlando. you know the interchangeable definitely works with that because they come out with a new film like every six months mm-hmm. yeah but well i mean this isn't a horrible thing but i i think from a business standpoint it's makes sense to have something that's inexpensive and can be used i, I don't think this is going to be a primary ride kind of thing where all you know, a major attraction is going to be... I think this is going to be a Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy kind of thing. They open mm. up something temporary that changes every I don't know. season. I don't know. I'm kind of done with the whole IP-heavy stuff anyway. That's just me, so... Well, speaking of IP, <laughs> let's talk about our main story this week, or the big, big news, I think, of the week, was Toy Story Land is expanding... And they're going to have a restaurant now, a sit-down restaurant, called Roundup Rodeo Barbecue Restaurant. Which, I don't know if that's the official name or not, but Roundup Rodeo Barbecue, I think, is the official name. Well, this IP, to me, is acceptable because, for starters, it's original Disney IP, and then it's going into a land that needs it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Has to be themed to it, yeah. so... The only other thing they need is a retail shop, so I'm hoping that maybe they'll add... Maybe like a retail kind of section to this area. I don't know. It's going to be themed, obviously, to Woody's Roundup in a way. It looks like the chairs off always, like they kind of look like Woody's lunchbox in a way. The tables and chairs are very, like, toy-looking and very similar to what Woody's lunchbox looks like now. But the concept art, which I will, of course, uh, put on the website... It looks to be like a toy box that you're inside of, perhaps, based on what it, the background looks like. And then you're, you see, you see like Trixie and Jesse and Woody, and there's uh, Bo Peep in the background. So, looks like this might be animated to some extent too. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Kind of like have the whole rainforest. Uh, that's what that's uh, what I was thinking. Yeah, rainforest cafe, where like every 15 minutes you get a. Something. Maybe that that group is actually involved in this restaurant. Mm, that's not good news. <laughs> <laughs> that's bad news. <laughs> so I don't know. Anyway, I'm, what, I I guess I'm trying to think up why cu- the cuisine barbecue. I'm just you know I don't quite understand what that has to do with. Um, when you think cowboys, you think barbecue. I guess I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I just I don't remember it ever being referenced in the films. No. Yeah at all but i guess they can't redo pizza planet so they had that cereal that they referenced the what was the woody's roundup cereal or something that was like fr- frosted and dipped in sugar and <laughs> it's like that's all i remember from like well, i guess they can't do that either maybe they could serve that for breakfast there yeah <laughs> they ever said to do it. right exactly <laughs> well um, it does a 
say that the location is going to be just to the right of Woody. So it's going to yes. be right next to Woody. So right when you walk in, you know, you walk up to Toy Story Land between where the building for the uh, One Man's Dream or Walt Disney Presents and Toy Story Mania. You walk in between those two. Before you get to Woody, there's this area to the right as you're walking up that's going to be used. Uh, I think in the original concept art, this area was going to be like a Woody's Roundup town anyway. So I guess they're finally going to use this for a restaurant. Yeah. I was hoping they'd be... I think on the opposite side, it was supposed to be Al's Toy Barn, though, but that never... That hasn't happened yet. Yeah. That would be... You know, they need merchandise over there, too. Yeah. And not Al's in a cart. Boy. Yeah. Al's Toy Barn would make sense, and it would actually do well. Yeah. I so wonder... Maybe they'll go with that. Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. So hopefully they would I mean, can you, do that. I was say, can you imagine going in there and like having an owl with like a million buzzes or whatever, you know, stuff like that? So. <laughs> that would be interesting. So, yeah, this is good. I, I'm excited that there's going to be something new to Toy Story Land that they're finally, you know, something that was probably originally going to be there and they had to cut cut back that they're adding this back in a year and a half or it's probably going to end up being. 2021 maybe before this opens i don't know 2020 or 2021 well it's like we've mentioned before or i have at least you know pandora kind of feels somewhat incomplete i feel like they have something else they could add there or to make it and um toy Storyland definitely feels incomplete yeah, I think there was supposed to be a fourth ride in the very original concept art. It was another like kind of off the shelf ride though. But I don't know so much about attraction wise. I think three is a good number. Mm-hmm. Um but they didn't like you know, that was one of the things they've been criticized about was like the food options and the lack of merchandise being yeah. right there close by. So, you know, you take care of those two things and it feels more complete, truthfully. Yeah. So. All right. Well, let's let's do some FYI stuff and get those out of the way. So. So take it away, me. Mm-hmm. Hyperspace Mountain is going to return to Disneyland for the May the Fourth celebrations. Star Wars fans can start to fill the Force before Galaxy's Edge opens up on May thirty first by celebrating May the Fourth. As part of this day dedicated to a franchise in a galaxy far, far away, Space Mountain is turning into Hyperspace Mountain for a limited time to help celebrate. Um, They've turned it into Hyperspace Mountain before, and it's been well-received. So um, it's a pretty good move to to go back to something they had that was successful, an overlay that was successful to, to use for... Uh, you know, a short time period, especially leading into something as big as uh, Galaxy's Edge is going to be. So, good move. Yeah. On that behalf. Yeah, it was fun. I I got to experience it once. It was it was definitely awesome. So, um, Galactic Grill and Alien Pizza Planet will have Star Wars inspired snacks and meals like the Dark Side Chicken Sandwich or the Outer Rim Pasta. Novelty Stein sippers and popcorn buckets will also be available to help commemorate the celebration. Well, continuing in the Star Wars theme, the Void at Disney Springs is giving a discount for the VR experience. Star Wars VR experience called uh, Secrets of the Empire. 
and the deal is uh, there's a coupon code so you book these online before you go and the coupon code is void may 4 v o i d m a y 4 the number 4 and you get a th basically buy 3 get 1 free so if you have four people going you can get all four tickets for the price of 3 the price is $30 per person 10 and up so if you're doing this you can get it for $90 instead of 120 so it's a good deal I guess so but it's only good May 4th so that's it if you're gonna be there try that and in case you haven't heard Disney had a movie released this past weekend some of you may have heard of it called uh, Avengers Endgame really? um, and it yes believe it or not yeah I guess now that it's complete I should probably go back and actually watch the first one and uh, catch right. up but yeah, so far uh, just so I can know what everybody's talking about. I thought it was kind of funny on social media. It's like people talking about trying to avoid spoilers and everything. I'm like, you know, I've been successfully avoiding spoilers for quite some time now. I'm pretty sure if you just, <laughs> you know, don't look for them, you can, right? Exactly. You won't find them. Exactly. Just, yeah. Just don't go looking for any. Yeah, just don't read it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Don't read about the about anything. You know, it's what it's about. But anyway. Um, it conquered the box office with a record-breaking 1.2 million debut. Um, million dollars? Yeah. You mean billion? 1.2 billion? Yeah. <laughs> so, it brought in record-breaking 350 million domestically and 859 million internationally. So, That's um, yeah. The MCU, or the Marvel Comics Universe, has now taken in over nineteen point eight billion at the worldwide box office. That's so wow. yeah. Yeah. Avengers Endgame broke so many box office records that you'll have to look at the long list of broken box office records below. So just real briefly, I think I'm going to try and go through this. Largest Thursday previews um, was 60 million. The previous record was 57 million for The Force Awakens, so they just basically broke their own record. Uh, widest opening was 4,662 theaters. The previous record was 4,529. That was Despicable Me 3. Largest Friday opening and single day, 156.7 million. Previous was 119, also Force, Force Awakens. Largest Saturday of 109. The previous was 82.1, which was also an Avengers film, Infinity War. So it was just last year. Largest Sunday, 84.3. Previous, also Infinity War at 69.2. A lot of these, they're breaking their own records, though. Because right. Infinity War held the domestic opening. The Age of Ultron was the number one movie market share previously. I mean... It's not, and they're all, and the rest of them are like Disney films, like Force Awakens. It's either Force Awakens or a previous Avengers movie that they're basically breaking the records of, except for International Opening Weekend at 859 million. The previous record of 443.15 was The Fate of the Furious. So, uh, Universal. They're just, Disney's on top no matter which way you look at it. And for those of you that, you know, or hold their stock or got into their stock, you know, you also know that it just recently reached reached an all-time high this past week. So, do yeah. the biggest jump, of course, came whenever they announced the, um, the Disney Plus service. The investors really liked that one, especially when they found out what all was going to be on it for the price. 
But yeah, I know I did my little ETFs with it and everything, and that's my number one grossing uh, ETF. <laughs> so currently, so yeah, mm. which is pretty good for it being an individual stock. So, oh yeah, right. just thought I'd say on the side. Yeah. I mean, I said ETF, EFT. So four billion dollars is what they paid for Marvel back in two thousand nine. I would say that was money well spent. Yeah, I'd say they've made it back. Um, yeah, and then some. Just well, what, nineteen billion. So that's quite a return on yeah. investment. It's easy to see why the company, the shareholders, like Bob Iger because of moves like that. So yeah. Alrighty. Well, shifting gears a bit, I wanted to mention that. Phantom Manor at Disneyland Paris has finally reopened after a 16-month-long refurbishment. And I got to kind of skim through the ride-through of it, and it does look really good. It's a very cleanly polished version of what we would consider Haunted Mansion, but it's a fairly different storyline, although a lot of the show elements and ride elements are the same, are very similar. To Haunted Mansion, and the music is pretty similar as well. But you get the Vincent Price narration back for like the stretching room and everything. And their stretching room looks really cool now. And the portraits and things in the walkthrough area where you go to queue up for the ride look really cool. There's a cool effect on them where lightning flashes outside and it sort of flashes on the picture and it makes the picture look different. And so, yeah, there, there's definitely some cool effects in the ride, and uh, I guess it was worth the wait. I don't know. I mean, it's a long time to wait for this ride to be uh, redone. Yeah. So, unfortunately, it came about after you were there. Yeah. Well, it just means I have to go back because I have to do this <laughs> ride. So you have to do Phantom. I have to go back. Fancy Nancy has made her way over to Disney's Hollywood Studios. She now has a meet and greet. This show. I mean, I've seen it. It's kind of become. It's gained some popularity, it seems, on uh, on the Disney Channel. And uh, as soon as you have a meeting, greet, I guess you've arrived, right? So, I suppose. Uh, it's near the D- Disney Junior Dance Party. I would say to go along with it, and I don't know. I don't really like these too much, but um, you know, I know little girls get into it over there by the Voyage of the Little Mermaid, or excuse me, uh, the character gift shop directly across from the meet and greet area um there's like a little place set up where you can get fancy i guess <laughs> okay. you're basically that's for well not me personally but anyway they have uh, a way to do makeup and stuff that's going to be similar to i guess like fancy nancy and they have different mm-hmm. names for it and of course different prices for each one as well mm-hmm. starting at 18 dollars all the way up to 22 dollars mm. uh, if you so uh wish to do that uh, i think i will try to do my best to uh, steer clear of this area if possible. <laughs> so That's is all this I can like say the, about that. The discount version of Bippity Bobbity Boutique? I guess, yeah, in a way, because it's, you know, it's just, it's geared toward a different show, right? So, yeah. I don't know. Alright, well, the last one I have is just a reminder that as of yesterday, May the 1st, there's been a number of rule changes that went into effect at the Disney parks. For one, if you are a smoker, you now have to be outside the parks in order to light up or vape. 
So look for those designated areas outside the parks. And the uh, stroller changes have gone into effect as well. So no more wagons. And then the, the height or width restriction is in effect. Is it width? Yeah, it was actually width and length. Width, and I, width I looked at that when I saw that. I was like, oh, okay, so I'm good. Like, I, you know, the way it was worded, I was thinking, okay, there's height. I said, I feel like an idiot. I was like, it's, oh, okay. so they're not talking about height at all. It's Although the there way. should be some sort of height limitation. What if somebody tries to just, you know, make a wagon that's built up or something like that, right. you know, uh, like a tower of toddler. Right, bunk bed, uh, stroller or something. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that those went into effect. And then, of course, the cooler thing, you can't have like loose ice in a cooler anymore so you have to have like these solid cooling devices to go inside. I wonder what is the big deal about the loose ice though. I don't, I don't get it. Well I think it's because... Because <laughs> of the melting? I mean, It could be but I think if if you're trying to hide something underneath it like the security at the security checkpoint the officer or whatever you want to call them have to look inside the bag and so they don't want to be like digging around in cold water. <laughs> they don't want yeah. Yeah. I got you. So, so something like they don't that. want to get wet, basically. Yeah. Or you know, people might try to sneak something in that way, trying to put it underneath a, you know, something in a cooler to, right? You know, keep people. Well, of course, it's probably more so. more than likely like alcohols, but people would be sneaking in that way. But right, they don't yeah. want you to do that anymore. Yeah. Okay. Although, if there was ice leaking out, I mean, it would probably, ev it's so hot, it'd probably evaporate before it even hit the ground. So. <laughs> right. Anyway, yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it. As always, you can visit our website, which is travelingwiththemouse.com. And you can email us, podcast at travelingwiththemouse.com. You can also visit us on Patreon if you want to get some more bonus content from the show you can do that there and help support us financially that would be a great help patreon.com slash twtm podcast we are on social media on facebook twitter and instagram all at twtm podcast we also have a spreadshirt store in which we have our exclusive twtm merchandise available there that is shop.spreadshirt.com slash twtm podcast so, for John, my name is Adam, and we are Traveling with the Mouse, and we will see you on our next trip.